couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacito, and the Celtics come out with a huge 106-104 win in Toronto. And this was a game that was absolutely run by the bench. The Celtics bench absolutely tore this game up. Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through player of the game, run through some of the highs and some of the lows. And to wrap things up, want to talk about injuries. Uh, because the Celtics had two tonight uh, and kind of ailing one prior. So going to talk about all of it. But to get things started off here, I got to give player of the game to two different guys, two different bench players that absolutely showed up early and often in this one. Uh, there's one guy in particular that played really, really well in the first half. And then there's one guy that stepped up in the fourth and we absolutely would not have won it without him. So I'm going to get started off. Grant Williams is the first player of the game. Uh, first half, he was absolutely unstoppable. And if it wasn't for his boneheaded foul with 3.8 seconds left, this would have been as complete of a performance as we've seen from Grant Williams in a long time. Uh, Grant ended the night with 25 points, which is a career regular season career high, 25 points, five rebounds, an assist, a block, four of six from three, seven of 13 from the field. Just super efficient game offensively from Grant Williams. But defensively, this is also where we saw Grant stepping up and playing his best. This was a really, really solid overall game for Grant Williams. And it started super early. Uh, his second quarter, he just blew up. First quarter, pretty much all Jalen Brown. He had 13 points after the first uh, Jalen Brown did, and he really carried the bulk of the scoring for the Celtics. But come the second quarter, Grant Williams stepped up and showed out. He ended the half at, with 18 points. He had two after the first quarter. So he had 16 points in that second quarter alone. Now, you look, you see he ended with 25, uh, having 16 in one quarter, 25 at the end of the game. It's not really great, right? If you look at the rest of the game, they locked in on him. Uh, I will say that Grant Williams turned the ball over a couple times. Wasn't great in, in spurts for him. But in that second quarter, he really kept the Celtics alive. Uh, and through the third quarter as well, like he offensively, was huge for this team. Defensively was huge for this team. Uh, so really just solid, solid play from Grant Williams in a game where, again, we come in, we're playing without Jason Tatum as it is. You need guys to step up. And it was very, very much JB early in that first quarter, but we're used to having Jalen Brown step up, play big minutes, big games, score a bunch. You need other guys to contribute. And tonight, we saw that a lot from Grant Williams. Uh, and we also saw it from two other bench players that we'll talk about here as well. Only four guys in double digits. Three of them were off the bench, which is super impressive. It's good and bad. I mean, if you think about it, you'd like to see more starters in double figures. But 
we had two starters go down due to injury, which we'll talk about coming up here. But a really solid game from Grant Williams overall. The other guy that stepped up in a major, major way, and this win would not have been possible without him, is Peyton Pritchard. All right, Peyton Pritchard tonight, he played good minutes. So he played 26 minutes in this one, uh, played – I believe the entire fourth quarter. I might be wrong with that, but uh, through the first three quarters, he had zero points, did absolutely nothing, had zero points, zero rebounds, and one assist after the three quarters. He ended the night with 12 points, uh, two rebounds, two assists, a steal on four of seven from three. Peyton Pritchard lit up the box score lit up threes in that fourth quarter. And some of them were as big as they come like just massive, massive performance from Peyton Pritchard Uh, because this Raptors team, let's face it. Like they were playing really, really well uh, through three quarters. They had a lead. Peyton Pritchard hits a deep three uh, when we were down to take off, take a lead in that fourth quarter. Uh, And then another huge deep three, from Brogdon to go up 101-93 and then another massive three to go up 106-103. So you're talking tie game, right? Tie game 103-103 and Peyton Pritchard hits a deep, deep three to take the 106-103 lead. And that's essentially where the Celtics stood at. This is a really, really strong fourth quarter performance from Peyton Pritchard. And it does a couple things. It really, it shows you that it's really hard to talk about trading a guy like Peyton Pritchard because injuries happen, right? This was a game where Derek White wasn't his normal shooting self. Uh, We certainly saw a good performance from Malcolm Brogdon, which we'll talk about, but Marcus Smart was one of the two guys that went down with an injury and did not come back. He went down in the second quarter and did not come back. Don't really know the severity of the injury yet. They said it was a right ankle sprain. It sort of looked like Marcus Smart's knee kind of buckled. Uh, But Peyton Pritchard stepped up, played big minutes. And in the fourth quarter, it paid off. All of that hard work paid off. And he came up huge. Uh, So I want to, I'm going to circle back to that. I want to talk about Peyton Pritchard and kind of what this means Uh, for his role on this team but really solid game from him and then honestly stick sticking with the bench you look at Malcolm Brogdon and this is again another massive massive performance from Brogdon Uh, stepping up played 35 minutes in this one so significantly more obviously with Jason Tatum out you expect guys like Brogdon and White to you know play a little bit more minutes in this one Uh, But he had 23 points, seven rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block on very efficient shooting. Eight of 16 from the field, 50% there, three of five from three, uh, four of four from the free throw line. This is, again, Malcolm Brogdon just continuing to run the sixth man of the year campaign. Right? Like, this is a really, really good performance. Like, we're getting starter quality minutes from Malcolm Brogdon, but we're getting it off the bench, which is something the Celtics have not been able to say for a very long time. So super impressed, super happy with 
you know, what our bench was able to give us today. You know, Luke Cornett chipped in. He had two points, four rebounds, a block. Honestly, Luke Cornett played eight real, really solid minutes. That's about as much as you can say on it. Outside of that box score, doesn't really show much. But you look at the Celtics bench today, Grant 25, Brogdon 23, Pritchard 12. That right there is 62 points once you add in uh, Luke Cornets. So 62 points for our bench. And then you look at the Raptors bench, 14. So we absolutely destroyed, destroyed the Raptors for bench points. And this is what good teams do. Teams that want to make good runs in the playoffs, late season runs, need guys off the bench to step up, play big minutes, and contribute. And that's exactly what we got today. Because this is a game where, again, no Jason Tatum, and then Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, both go down early. So you're playing this game without three starters. And you got guys stepping up, playing really well. Um, So really good game, good performance from the bench in this one. But we also had starters step up. Like the minutes that Williams, the minutes that Marcus Smart were playing, they were good. Uh, again, short-lived, 15 minutes for Time Lord, 16 for Smart. They're fine, right? But looking at the rest of the starters, Derek White, we talked about a little bit. A little bit off-night shooting. Uh, defensively, still phenomenal. Had an absolute monster block on Scotty Barnes at the rim. Uh, But it wasn't really him that I was super impressed with off the starting lineup. It was Al Horford. And not from a stat sheet perspective, it was down the stretch. Uh, Like, you look at the stat sheet, five points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block. The defensive numbers are there, right? Defensively, Al Horford was incredible. There were a couple of possessions where he was on Siakam, who is significantly faster right, than Al Horford, but he stuck with them and played really tight defense most of the time, uh, forcing really tough, tough shots. But where Al Horford stepped up the most was in the last 30 seconds. There was a huge, huge stop on Siakam, right? So Peyton Pritchard hits that three, gives the Celtics the 106-103 lead. And then the Raptors get the ball. Who does it go to? Siakam. Everyone would guess that, right? So Al Horford, massive stop on Siakam, forcing a jump ball with eight seconds left. And then after he hits the ball back, Scotty Barnes ends up getting it. Al Horford ties him up, forces another jump ball with six seconds left, right? And then after Grant Williams fouls on the inbounds play because we won that jump ball, giving the Raptors back the ball after that stupid foul by Grant. Al Horford then steals the ball on Siakam with two seconds left to seal the win. Al Horford sprinted from court directly to the bench. And that was it. That was the game. The game ended with that steal. So Al Horford, although it wasn't a phenomenal performance throughout, he shot two of 10 from the field, one of six from three. It was not the same performance that we saw from him against the Warriors last game. But defensively, he came up huge 
huge down the stretch. So really, really solid overall performance from him. Uh, But then you've got the next guy, right? You've got Jalen Brown. This is a game without Jason Tatum. You fully expect him to step up, play more minutes, take on the brunt of the scoring load. And he did do that through the majority of this game. Like I mentioned before, he had 13 points in that first quarter. He ended the night with 27. Uh, Wasn't as efficient as we're used to seeing, 10 of 23. But shooting from deep was significantly better in this one. Four of eight. He did have eight rebounds, seven assists, which is great to see from him. Defensively, he was great. Three steals led to a couple transition buckets from him as well. Uh, So overall, it's solid. There were some issues with ball handling in this one. Uh, Again, it's to be expected, I would say, a little bit. No Jason Tatum, no Marcus Smart through the majority of this game. So the ball will be in Jalen Brown's hands more than we're accustomed to seeing. Jalen Brown is one of the best scorers in the entire NBA. Like As far as putting the ball in the bucket, the hardest thing to do in the NBA, Jalen Brown is as good as it gets. Ball handling, still not 100%. Has it gotten better? Sure. Do you want him dribbling the ball as much as you see you know, Marcus Smart or Jason Tatum? No, right? And tonight he had to do that. He was forced to do that. So he had five turnovers in this one. Uh, overall, it's it's an okay game. It's a good game. I'm not going to say it's a great game. It's not a superstar game. But the fact that we're saying he had 27 points, eight rebounds, seven assists on a subpar Jalen Brown game, it's pretty damn impressive because this was a good game for Jalen Brown uh, overall, but it's not as good as we're, what we've seen from Jalen Brown in the past. Like we know that there's, there's more to it from him. Uh, but overall, this is a, this is a grinded out win against a Raptors team that is certainly outperformed or underperformed uh, based on their, their roster they've got a a couple of dogs in there and there's no fred van vliet in this one who's obviously a big loss for them Uh, but this is also a game where you're down three of your five starters for the celtics so the fact that we were able to grind this out and get such a big performance from our bench with 62 points that's as impressive as it gets right so at this point you look at the the rest of the numbers this is one of the better games that we've seen shooting wise in a long time. You know, we shot 16 of 35. So honestly, you look the amount of threes we took, it's less than normal. Uh, but we shot 45% from three. Like that's a huge, huge difference. And then you look at the Raptors, they shot seven of 19. It's not that the percentage is bad. 37% from three as a team is pretty solid. But the fact that we had nine extra threes, we outscored them by 27 points beyond the arc. Most of that being in that second half when the Celtics really did their work. Like we outscored the Raptors 31-28 in the third, 25-19 in the fourth. Really, it was just the second quarter that Toronto kind of blew our doors off. I mean, they outscored us by six, so it's not really blowing doors off. But this was a game where the Raptors had in a – I want to say it was an 11-point lead at one point in this one. 
so the Celtics battled back. They battled back. They played really well down the stretch. And a lot of credit needs to go to the bench in this one. Uh, so really super impressive win for the Celtics to keep their win streak up. This is, was it nine games now? So they're playing hot. It's uh, it's definitely a fun game. It wasn't perfect. I want to talk about some of the negatives, some of the drawbacks here. Uh, before we dive into the the second half of this podcast and talk about some of the negatives and talk about these injuries, I do want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round. This weekend, just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Guys, it could not get easier. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN, and new customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so want to talk through a couple of things here. This section is not super short, but it's also I'm going to try to keep it as short as I possibly can. Uh, you look at there were a couple team things that the Celtics really struggled struggled with, uh, and then there were you know a couple of players in particular the Celtics could not figure out how to defend. Uh, but I want to talk about the team stuff first, and the massive thing that held the Celtics back through most of this game was turnovers. The, this Raptors team, super athletic, fast, agile, very good game mission. You cannot turn the ball over against this Raptors team and expect to win on most nights, right? The Celtics gave up 18 points off of our 15 turnovers today. Gave up 21 fast break points in this one. So these are, again, huge areas of concern that we've talked about all season long. I know the turnovers are down significantly from last year. One of the better teams in the NBA 
as far as that's concerned. However, you know, you look, even last game against the Warriors, that was one of the Achilles heels. That was one of the things that was plaguing the Celtics. We tell over, and both teams, Warriors and Raptors, got out in transition, made us pay. And it happened a lot tonight. And fortunately, the Celtics were able to kind of battle through that because the Raptors also turned the ball over. This wasn't strictly a game where, I mean, again, it all, it goes back to the Warriors game too. Every team's in the ball over. Whether those overs lead to something, that's the important part or the more important part. Obviously, when you turn the ball over, you're giving up on possessions. You're giving up on your opportunity to score. But when you're doubling down on it and you're not scoring, but you're also giving them the ability to score, that's where things really start to hurt. And that's where it starts to get a lot more challenging to kind of get yourself back in that game. Uh, so that was, you know, two of the things that really hurt the Celtics in this one was turnovers and just letting them get out and fast break. Uh, but the other, I talked about two players that really hurt the Celtics, you know, Pascal Siakam, the Celtics had absolutely no answer for, which is bizarre. Again, normally you're, you're putting Jay Tatum up against Siakam and it's not really an issue, but tonight, 29 points, nine rebounds, 10 assists. And honestly, the shooting was ridiculous. 14 of 23. It felt like every single time Pascal Siakam wanted to get a mid-range bucket right around the free throw area, he got it. Fortunately for the Celtics, he missed one down the stretch that let the Celtics kind of pull away in this one. But Pascal was doing whatever he wanted to do in this. Uh, which is frustrating because he's just one of those players that everybody loves to hate. And I do. I cannot stand Pascal Siakam. Uh, but this was a good game for him. And honestly, the other guy that I was surprised about, I don't know why, he's been playing really well. He played well in Miami. He's playing really well here. Is Precious Achua. He ended the night 17 points, 11 rebounds on 7 of 15 from the field. Like, this is a guy that was getting out in transition. Like, he was running the break. He was throwing Euro steps. For a guy as large as he is, to be able to do the things that he's doing, he is just such an interesting, fun player to watch. Uh, but the Celtics did not have any person that really guarded him or Siakam well. Like, they certainly had other guys hit shots. They, you know, Gary Trent Jr. was 9 of 17, had 22 points. But it was Siakam and Achua that I think really just gave the Celtics the most struggles. Uh, but honestly, like, again, that's about it. You take away even great performances, make them okay performances like Rob with a guy like Jason Tatum, with a guy like Marcus Smart. All three of those guys will get impacted by having three very good defensive players on the court. And for the large majority of that game, we did not have, you know, smart and time Lord, and we didn't have an entire game. So it's understandable. That the defense is going to take a step back, but you know, even looking at the final score, like we held them to 104 points without three of our best defensive players. We still held them to 104 points. So take it, take it with a grain of salt. This is a good win against a scrappy Raptors team. 
And we did it without, you know, three starters, which is pretty damn impressive. So I said I wanted to talk about injuries. So I already mentioned Jason Tatum's game because of an injury. Uh, I talked about it on this podcast. It's looked like his wrist has started to has been bothering him. I'm glad he got some rest in this one. This should have been a team that the Celtics handled easily. Uh, we did handle them. I wouldn't say easily, but we did handle them. Um, but the two injuries that hurt the most are Smart and Time Lord. Jason Tatum, it's very much an injury where he's played through it all season long. Like this is a rest game. I, I know he's on the injury report. He's not really injured. Like he he was doing similar to what Al Horford has been doing on back-to-backs. He's just having a little rest day because he's been logging a ton of minutes. He played 50 minutes last game. Needs a little bit of a break. Uh, but the smart, the Marcus Smart and the Robert William, Williams ones are the two that really hurt. Marcus Smart went down right ankle sprain, and it looked bad. He was basically on the floor for a good 20 seconds, had to get helped off. The, the court went straight to the locker room. Uh, and as soon as he went down, he was screaming to the sidelines, looking like he hurt his knee. Now, they said it was an ankle sprain, but when he went down, they even said it on the broadcast, he looked immediately to the bench and said, it's my knee. So hopefully, hopefully, this isn't super serious, but I would expect you know Marcus Smart to probably be out a couple of weeks at this point. Again, I'm no doctor. Don't take my word for all of this, but I wouldn't be surprised if Marcus Smart is not here for a good amount of time. And this is where Peyton Pritchard really gets a little, gets more run. This is a very good reason why you do not trade away insurance. And I've talked about, you know, Peyton Pritchard and the trade market forum. He doesn't make a lot of money. The market, like, sure. Probably is a guy like Pritchard, but what are you really getting in return? He doesn't make much. So frankly, to me, I would rather just roll with the squad that we have, have guys like Pritchard as an insurance policy for when guys like Marcus Smart or Brogdon, who both have an injury history, go down. Tonight it was huge, right? The Time Lord thing, I don't know if I'm as concerned about. It is a knee injury. Again, Jalen Brown kind of fell back into his knee. But Robert Williams came back into the game after that. So I don't know that it's super serious. I think it's more of a precaution. Like I don't want you to go out there and potentially worsen it. Hopefully that's the case. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm speculating based off of, you know, what's scal and uh, not Mike. I don't know what the commentators were saying. I'm talking about what they were talking about. Sean Grandy and scal were talking about on the broadcast. You know, and based off of everything that I'm seeing on Twitter, like those are the things that I'm looking into. It looks like Smart probably going to miss some time. Time Lord, I don't think, I don't know if it's as serious. Hopefully it's not. Obviously he has a big history of injury. uh, So you can't really rule that out. But, you know, at this point, the fact that he went back into the game probably is a good sign. Uh, But that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. This was, again, over a strappy team down a bunch of guys. 
so if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to give our Facebook page a follow as well, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?